Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Toyota has unveiled ambitions to have the size, the cost, and weight of batteries for its electronic vehicles following a, ba- a breakthrough in its solid-state battery technology. Now, the Japanese car maker's uh, top battery expert today named Keiji Keita uh, said that simplifying the production process for battery materials would bring down the cost of its long-awaited new generation technology. Uh, using a solid-state solid uh, battery technology, the range for an EV would be about 1,200 kilometers, and the battery could charge uh, by 10 minutes. They're hoping to be in production by 2027. Now, a lot has to go into all of this before they can do uh, mass production, but they feel confident that it can be done. Joining me now to talk a little bit about um, EV technology and this announcement from Toyota is Jeremy Cato, automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. Jeremy, thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing very well. Uh, your thoughts on this? Uh, is this too good to be true, or, or is this something that we should be excited about? Uh, I don't think it's too good to be true. The technology that Toyota is working on, it, it basically has been worked on by many other uh, companies, and Toyota is working with Panasonic on this, and we do know Panasonic. Panasonic also has some expertise in batteries. But basically, what these companies are trying to do is replace a liquid electrolyte with a solid electrolyte. Um, which presents mass and cost and um, those kinds of problems, weight, um, uh, well, reduces that cost because the liquid electrolyte is heavier than the, the solid-state electrolyte. So, um, But th- that's the chemistry and the technology. From a corporate perspective, I would never bet against Toyota. Uh, it's the biggest car company in the world. It's immensely profitable. It has footprints all over the world, and Toyota has had a change of leadership at the top. There's a new CEO um, who seems a little bit more agreeable uh, to the battery movement uh, direction than the now chairman of the supervisory board, Akio Toyota. So put all those pieces together, big company, technology that is known but not cost-effective, and I wouldn't bet against Toyota. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if you are thinking about purchasing an EV, maybe a year or two away, maybe a year away, should you hold off, uh, not just because of this technology, but because of potential competition, the the big boys in, in the automotive sector outside of Tesla getting into this market? Is it better to wait, or should you, if you are interested, start looking? Well, I, I think Canadians have already made that decision. Um, you know, there have been a couple of uh, consumer surveys of Canadians. Um, a new one from J.D. Power came out last Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, which looked at uh, buying intentions of Canadian consumers. And about two-thirds of Canadians have zero interest in an electric vehicle, or close to zero. And the, the reason why, there's two reasons why. One, they're too expensive. Mm-hmm. And two, the infrastructure doesn't exist to support them on a national basis. You might be able to find a charging station in Vancouver, um, not so much if you live on the prairies or in, in you know, uh, in the interior of British Columbia. And then cost. Um, the, the average, I mean, the cheapest electric vehicle you can get in Canada is around $40,000. And yes, there are some incentives um, out there to back it up. 
but you're going to wait a long time to get that EV, and it's not going to be top of the line stuff. So you're looking at a Nissan Leaf around you know thirty nine to forty two thousand uh, dollars, Chevy Bolt, which has been discontinued, but there's still some out there on dealer lots again around that area, um, and, and that's just more than what most people are willing to pay for a new car. The vast majority of Canadians want to spend less than 30 grand. Mm-hmm. So it really is, I mean, just based on what you've told me, which sounds very reasonable, it, it, it we're still five years away, three years away, whatever it is, once that competition hits, driving those costs down. Hey, well, that's right. You know, have, like governments uh, in developed countries and in, you know, and that includes, of course, China, because China is now the biggest auto market in the world and the number one battery electric market in the world. Um, have decided that they're they're going to make battery electric t- technology the future. Um, they haven't told the the marketplace and they haven't told consumers how they're actually going to make that affordable and realistic. Um, so we wait to see about that. And not only is cost the issue, but the entire supply chain uh, for battery electric vehicles is filthy. It's carbon intensive. It's mining intensive, uh, and none of the issues around mining the the raw materials. Uh, in in the volumes that uh, a global car market of, say, 100 million new vehicles a year, which is what the new car market is right now, mostly internal combustion engine vehicles, uh, nobody's really come up with a a, viable plan of how to mine those raw materials, refine those raw materials, and put them into vehicles at the scale that governments uh, in Europe North America and much of Asia would like to see happen. Hmm. I'm just going to switch. So I would wait. Yep. You know, you asked me the question. Yeah. If I were going to go buy a fuel efficient and reasonably environmentally friendly vehicle, I'd buy a hybrid. You'd buy a hybrid, which that that I way you don't have the range range anxiety. You're going to have uh, if you need to go somewhere, you'll still have a, a tank of gas, but you have the the added advantage of of, uh, of EV. Um, I'm curious. Um, in the Vancouver Sun today, there was a story about the Hydrogen Technologies and Energy Corporation unveiling its fifth hydrogen fueling station in Kelowna. Um, I think it was uh, they did that uh, last week, and it was the first outside of the Lower Mainland in Southern Vancouver Island. Walk me through on this issue of hydrogen, and we keep talking about EVs. Others say hydrogen is the future. I mean, walk me through where you see hydrogen fitting in in all of this. I I think for the rest of my life, um, you know, whatever that be, 20, 30 years, I I believe that hydrogen will be at best uh, a fleet um, source of power. So hydrogen can work if you have a... uh, if you're, uh, let's say, if you're at the Amazon uh, distribution center down in in uh, Richmond near the near the airport, mm-hmm. um, you fill you have a you have a hydrogen filling station there. You have fuel cell vehicles, and they go out and they come back to the same place. To create a hydrogen refueling infrastructure on on a national or international scale is cost prohibitive. You're talking, you know, 150 to 200 thousand dollars per charging station or refilling station. That's not going to happen. It could be a niche product for for fleets, uh, but I, I but I've been writing this story about hydrogen is the future since 1996. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I wrote scores of these stories for the Globe and Mail, 
Uh, you know, and it, it's just not going to happen overnight. It's a very long-term strategy. It doesn't mean it's not going to be the solu- a solution. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be a large-scale solution. Yeah, I remember uh, Gordon Campbell talking about the hydrogen highway along uh, Highway 90 yeah. down in the Sea to Sky. But as you say, it's going to take a, a, a very long time. And you're right, it may be focused on heavy-duty trucks and, and fleet vehicles. Um, oh. one, one final question for you, sure. um, and that's te- uh, Tesla. Uh, prices have dropped. Uh, for Tesla vehicles vehicles over the last year, year and a half. You know, I was reading an article where somebody last year paid, I think it was 60000 and they're now available for 51000 I can't remember where it was. It was somewhere in the States, but prices had fallen. Um, is, it, is this temporary, or do you think this is just the just a case of more competition entering the EV market, and this is driving the cost downs? Yeah, Tesla Tesla sparked this price war in January uh, when it basically made a, a global announcement of, to cut prices by about 20% on a global scale. Um, that that number differs by market to market, but that's basically the the approach Tesla's taken. Now Tesla's doing two things. One, a lot of Tesla's models are very old. Um, the Model Three was launched in 2018. The model the Model S, you know, has had they've had updates, but the Model S dates back to what 2012, 2013 or 2013. Um, and te- so Tesla's protecting its market share with old with an old fleet. There's no cyber truck and God knows when that's going to come. Um, but it, it needs so it needs to hold on to its existing market share. That's one. Number two, Tesla is the most profitable per unit uh, EV maker in the world. And Tesla can see what's going on in the marketplace like we're talking about today that a lot of people like Toyota and others are coming to market with a very serious intent on the EV. Uh, marketplace. So what Tesla's doing is trying to hold on to its market share and stamp out any uh, of the new uh, inter, inter, uh, companies that might come to the marketplace, you know, sort of strangle them in their infancy. Hold on to its market share because Tesla can afford to cut prices because it has got such an efficient manufacturing process and it hasn't had to update a lot of what goes on in its factories because the technology that you see out there, the designs themselves, while the software has been updated, the vehicles themselves are largely the same as they have been for quite a few years. That gives Tesla a huge, huge cost and uh, cost advantage, which is putting into the marketplace as a price advantage. But they see the competition coming. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, and it is coming. I mean, there's, I think there's 61 EV vehicles for sale now in Canada. There were in 2023, there were 47 in 2022. So what we're seeing here is a huge rollout of new electric vehicles. They're not going to go away, but they're not going to get a lot cheaper anytime soon either. All right. Jeremy, thank you so much. Really appreciate the conversation with you today. Hey, my pleasure. We'll do it again. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is Jeremy Cato, automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com.